Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Yes, brand new bang and I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Haiti, have no fear. I'm back. What? Back in the New York group. I am back from Philadelphia and I am breaking it down. Museum quality. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. On today's show, the ramifications. I am talking about the ramifications of eating not one, but two. Two Philadelphia cheesesteaks in two days. The ramifications I'm still dealing with. Plus... The greatness of Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One, the teacher. And we break down the NBA Eastern Conference on a very nuanced, yet still very detailed, yet still very entertaining Eastern Conference preview. The NBA starts tonight. All that and more in a fantastic museum quality, hard body karate. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles, Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real proper. But most importantly, start this motherfucking I Am Rapper Port Stereo Podcast off with something real funky. This. This is the I Am Rapper Port Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Oh, yes. Brand new Bang and I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. The uh, gringo mandingo is in Sukasa. This is the I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Welcome to the Iron Dome of podcasting. Welcome to the ziggity zone of disruption. Huh. Name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Captain Kalitis from the Caucasus Mountains, a.k.a. Mr. Go Fuck Yourself, 
aka the raging bullshitter. Oh yeah. Feeling good, feeling strong, feeling safe. Back in New York City. I hope everybody's feeling good, feeling strong, feeling safe. Safe. I said safe because I was thinking of Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, you, you didn't have to do all that dumb shit in Jersey. You didn't have to do all that bully shit. Could have just came and, uh, you know, got the win and went about your fucking way. To come here and, like, humiliate the fucking Giants in Jersey on the 10th anniversary of the Super Bowl team when Eli Manning defeated the miserable, cheating, bowl-deflating Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Patriots. You don't have to do all that shit, Stafford. I fuck with you. I respect you. Always have. Glad you're out of Detroit. But you don't have to do all that goofy shit. Okay, but I hope everybody's feeling good, feeling strong, feeling safe. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very, very disruptive. Fucking honking up there. Out there, sorry. Um, I'm back from Philadelphia, and I got to tell you, every time I go to Philadelphia, I like it more and more. I really, really, I really have a love for that city. Um, I had... Five great shows at the Helium Comedy Club. And first of all, I want to thank every single one of you guys, the I Am Rap Stereo podcast fans, who came to the shows. I got to meet a bunch of you. I heard all the dingoes, all the questions. Um, some of you I didn't get to meet, but I heard you. I hope... If uh, I didn't get to meet you at the meet and greets, I got to meet some of you guys outside of the meet and greets. Anyway, you have no idea how much I appreciate the love and the support. You you really don't know what it means to me, but um, the support of the podcast, the support coming to the shows, it's everything to me. And I hope uh, you guys never, ever, ever know uh, and don't think that I, I ever take it for granted. It really, truly means a lot to me. So there was a bunch of podcast listeners at all the shows. Um, I got to meet my man, Mike. My man, Mike Molino and his beautiful girl, Gina. They got the best sneaker spot in Philadelphia, Philadelphia Suplex. If you're in Philadelphia, in Jersey, you want kicks, all sorts of stuff in there. My man, Suplex is a dope spot right there on, what was the name of that street? South Street. I think it was South Street. I don't know. No, yeah, it was South Street. Right on South Street. Suplex, Philadelphia. Definitely check them out if you're in that area. You're looking for some kicks. They have a beautiful spot over there. I got to meet him and his girl. They came to the show, and he laced me with some ill fucking Jordans. But I know he's a longtime podcast listener uh, and supporter. Uh, and I just appreciate it. Like I said, all you guys that came out to those shows, it really means a lot to me. And it's like, I feel like I, I'm a, when I know you guys are there and you make some noise at the beginning and you say dingo, or even when you scream out, where's the shooter or any of that disruptive shit, it's like secret code. I got to meet a few people that were, uh, it was their birthdays. I met a husband and wife. She was pregnant. 
Um, and all you guys, I, I met so many people, but when you guys show your presence at the shows, like literally, I feel like I'm performing in front of friends. I feel like I'm performing. I have like some crew in the, in the crowd. Uh, so it was nice to meet everybody. And just that city, man. I just like that fucking city, man. Philadelphia. It's just a cool city. I really, I would love to shoot something there. I would love to work there and like really get to know the city because it's just rich with culture, the diversity, the kinds of people you see. There's all sorts of different, it's like, to me, it reminds me of New York. I just haven't really been able to, you know, get a handle on what's what with the city. I'm always just, you know, tipping the iceberg and uh, getting to know it. And then I leave. I had a ill fucking meal. Yo, I, I was at this Italian spot called Porcini. Um, that's right across the street from the Helium Comedy Club the last time I was there. And I went there twice, two times this trip. Another spot, if you're in uh, Philadelphia, Porcini. Yo, the dude is like an artist. The chef is like a fucking artist. Small spot. The first night I got to sit outside uh, and ate on the street. They have, you know, the couple of uh, tables on the street. Second night it was raining. We ate inside. Fantastic. Fantastic. Of course, I made my homage to the Rocky Stairs, prayed, meditated, ran up the stairs. I will never be in Philadelphia without touching those stairs. I will always go to the Rocky Stairs uh, when I'm in Philadelphia because that's like where everything started for me. I know it sounds insane. And I know most people from Philadelphia are like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. It's probably like uh, we don't go to, I don't know, Statue of Liberty. I, but it's just different for me. When I'm in Philadelphia, I have to touch those fucking stairs at least once a trip. Sorry. Another thing that I realized about Philadelphia is that you motherfuckers in Philadelphia don't give a fuck about these Philly cheesesteaks the way tourists do. Okay, I had, now my wife is in the other room. I'm going to reveal something to her for the first time and she's probably going to go fucking nuts. I had two cheesesteaks while I was in Philadelphia. Two? I'm sorry, babe. You told me you had one. I know. Babe, you're supposed to be on a plant-based diet. Why'd you have to have fucking two? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. Babe, that's why you were farting like that. I had two of those fucking cheesesteaks with my guy Emil, who, by the way, my guy Emil Joaquin, who is uh, opening for me on some of these dates, he's a fucking beast. Trust me. Listen to the name. Remember, he's 23, this fucking kid. Great comedian. I mean, great. He's excellent. So when we first got there, I don't know which one we went to. Oh, they all have these fucking, it's like Billy's, Joey's, or Sonny's. I don't know, Lonnie's, or Frankie's. Every cheesesteak place. They're probably owned by the same guy whose probably name is like Jeff. Okay, we went to this one place. We walked 30 minutes. Great walk. Great cheesesteak. Boom. We moved on. Okay? Saturday... Uh, I didn't sleep at all Friday night. I get up, not feeling good, didn't sleep good. 
We're walking around South Street. We had went to Suplex, the sneaker spot in Illadelph on South Street. Yeah, it was on South Street. And then we happen upon this place that I know is older, but at one time it was like the hot spot, cheesesteak spot. Across the street was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, the point is, is that on a whim after not sleeping, we're walking past this place, Ishka Bibbles, which I should have fucking known. It sounds like shit. Okay, now I knew at one point Ishka Bibbles was popping, and I know that because the time I went to the NBA All-Star Game where they booed the late, great Kobe Bryant in Philadelphia, Ishka Bibbles was, was jumping off. There was a line up the fucking block for that spot. I don't remember what year it is. If you've never listened to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, we don't fact check. So I said to Emil, or maybe Emil said it to me, I don't know, I want to throw this fucking guy under the bus. One of us said, you want to fuck with Ishka Bibbles? And the next thing you know, we're at a park bench stuffing our fucking face with my second cheesesteak in two days. And my wife is right, I'm mostly on plant-based. I am mostly a plant-based guy. I, I'm going to tell you something, babe. It ripped right through me, that fucking Ishka yeah, By the time you came home, you were still making noises and gas. And shitting out. It's terrible. Babe, you have to follow the rules. I can't, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I, I'm not proud of it. And you know what? I didn't even come clean. I told you I had one cheesesteak. I know. And she, she was asking me, my wife could smell what I've eaten. This is, if you have a good wife, she knows if you've eaten good. By the smell of your breath, the smell of your farts, the smell of your piss. She was questioning me. I knew I was going to come clean on the pockets. I didn't know she'd be right up my fucking ass, breathing down my fucking back. Nonetheless, that Ishka Bibbles didn't settle very well with me. And it, I should have known better because eating something called Ishka Bibbles, you should have known you should have fucking known. And this fucking kid, Emil, the comedian, who's 23, he didn't even finish his Ishka Bibbles. Yeah, you're trying to keep up with a 23-year-old. And a little fucker didn't even eat the whole thing. I ate the whole thing. I'm like a fucking man alone. Grow up, babe. Nonetheless. None the fucking less. Uh, I had a great time in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Great shows. I think four out of five of them were sold out. Um, but just the crowds are excellent. The people are excellent. The club is excellent. And the city is just a great city. Like I said, I would really like to spend some more time there and really get to know it and get a sense of, uh, you know, everything going on out there. I still didn't take my official Rocky tour. My official Rocky tour guide was out of town. And I will do that appropriately with him uh, uh, when the time makes sense. I did watch Rocky while I was in Philadelphia on my phone, which for most people, I'd be like, you watch Rocky on your phone. But if you've watched it over 100 times like I have, that's just perfect. And I noticed some new things. When they are walking to Rocky's first date with Paulie's sister, Adrian. 
Rocky is smoking a joint. Not a cigarette. I always thought it was a cigarette. He's smoking a marijuana joint. Some grass, some weed. This is 1977. Excuse me, 1976. I didn't know that. I never noticed that. But it fucked me up. I was like, no, Rocky. This is why you are where you are in life. This is, see, we always think that Mickey has no reason to be angry at Rocky. And Rocky's the victim of Mickey's bad moods and grumpiness. But then when he says, you could have been somebody, but instead you turned out to be a leg breaker for some two-bit loan shark. Play that clip, Miles Jordan, when he screams at Rocky, when they have their confrontation in the gym there later on. I said that before, you dumb dago. You know, I've been coming in for six years, and six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know how. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. To living? It's a waste of life. Mickey wasn't all wrong. Why are you smoking weed, Rock? But, but I got to be honest, it fucked me up. It fucked me up because later on on the date, he's smoking a cigarette. And I always just assumed he's smoking a cigarette. And then later on, when he's at Gino's uh, cheesesteak place, one of the OG steak places, cheesesteak places in Philadelphia, which all the native Philadelphians are like, don't go to Gino's, don't go to Pat's. Well, Rocky went to Gino's. Uh, Gazzo went to Gino's uh, uh, back in the days. That's neither here nor there. But our guy, my guy, Rocky Balboa, smokes cigarettes, smokes weed, and drinks beer. You got to take some responsibility, uh, uh, Rock. Mickey wasn't all wrong about you. You got to take some responsibility. But that's what I noticed watching it for the hundredth something time. I will also admit that I teared up. I teared up. I've teared up before watching this, but it caught me off guard because I was like, I'm just going to kind of watch it just going to kind of, you know, watch it. I took a piss, you know, at one point. It's like playing in the background. It's like Mozart playing in the background. But I got emotional, literally like a tear ran down my face after Paulie comes in and threatens to break Rocky's arms and said uh, to uh, Rocky and Adrian, I gave you my sister. And then he starts breaking the... Uh, the silverware in the house. I teared up when Adrian goes, I'm not a loser. What do I owe you? I cook for you. I clean for you. And you make me feel like I'm a loser. I'm not a loser. Very emotional scene. Very, very emotional scene. Miles Jordan, play a little clip from that scene. Yes. Anyway, 
It's so fucking crazy. I still can't separate the two things. Philadelphia will always be associated with Rocky for me. Even if I do work there and I spend four, five, six months there. I found out about Philly through Rocky. Um, even before I knew about Dr. J when I was six years old. The the two will always coincide uh, and be one and the same for me. Um, but once again, just a great weekend. Um, and I'll say it one more time. I appreciate you guys coming to the shows. Uh, it really, really makes me feel like I'm in home court in a home place and not a foreign city. And I hope uh, there's some listeners of the podcast that are going to be in Orlando this weekend because I'll be in Orlando this Friday the 22nd and the 23rd of October 22nd 23rd in Orlando um no young shooter uh he's uh working on his soon-to-be national let's just say burger project the young shooter's soon-to-be national burger maybe french fries onion ring project but I got that coming up this week, the 22nd, 23rd in Orlando, and then the 5th and 6th of November in San Francisco. I know there's going to be I Am Rapport Stereo podcast listeners for that. And then the 11th, 12th, and 13th on Broadway at Caroline's, and then the 19th and 20th in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, which I've never performed in uh, Phoenix um, all tickets for all those shows, all information for all the shows in October, November, heading into December and 2022, which is right around the corner, um, is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. But yeah, people were asking, where's the shooter? Where's the shooter? And I was like, this fucking guy, you know, he's doing big things. He's doing fucking big things, but he'll, he'll be in San Fran for sure. And you know where I'll be this Sunday? As of now, because things could change, especially in the wonderful world of the Gringo Mandingo. But this Sunday, because the NBA is starting, okay? The fucking NBA is starting this fucking week. The 24th, the... Brooklyn Nets make their home debut 4 p.m. Eastern versus LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. You know where I'll be? You hear that? That's that's the wood, you fuck. I'll be on that. That fucking wood. Sunday. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. That's where I'll be. Suited and boot. Well, I'm not going to be suited, but I'm going to have on some. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited about wearing some nice fucking kicks at that game. I'm going to wear some kicks where the players are like, yo. Yo, where you get them kicks? Don't worry about it, you fuck. Don't worry about where I got my fucking kicks from. Maybe I got them at Suplex in Philly. Maybe I got them somewhere else. Don't worry about where the fuck I got my kicks from. Worry about where your fucking point guard is. And if you look at me goofy... Kevin Durant, I'm standing up like, what's, what's Gucci? And if you look at me goofy, you look at me cross-eyed like you want to get crunk, we could get crunk because I get tight. So, yeah, I'm going to be in Orlando, getting off the plane, going to take a nice shower, 
chill. And then Sunday, October 2-4, that would. Huh. What, babe? Oh, she's telling me stop banging. Breaking my fucking balls. Anyway, there's a few requests for my breakdown on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion Part 1. For those of you who watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, happy reunion month. We're doing it all fucking month, folks. All fucking month. Four episodes. Reunion part one was gold, magic, museum quality. Deep dish. Deep dive reality TV reunion work from all the ladies. Lisa Renna looking wacky on the yard. Erica Jane hanging in the pocket. Garcelle Bouvou or Bouveau's. Dealing with Lisa Renna and Dorit. It was a great episode. You know, I don't deep dive on the episodes here. I'll talk, debate anybody that this has been the greatest season of any Real Housewives show ever. Period. To anybody. I'll break it down in great detail. Period. With and against anybody, anytime. They do not have the Real Housewives of Philadelphia, but they're coming real close with this Ben Simmons shit. I mean, real close with this Ben Simmons shit out there in Philadelphia. Ben Simmons is on that Lisa Rinna, and he don't know it. Now, I told you guys on the last I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast that on the next episode, I'd be breaking down the Eastern Conference in great detail, in great entertaining detail. So let's just pivot. Let's make that fucking pivot. Because I broke down how the West will be won. The East is wide open. Why is the East wide open? Because two of the biggest stars are fucking babies. The aforementioned Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, a.k.a. The proud unvaccinated. Now, he just got vaccinated. Kuki Kyrie is still unvaccinated. So we have unmotivated and unvaxxed. Unmotivated and unvaxxed. These are babies who think they're grownups who have been coddled their entire fucking life. Ruining it for their teams. I say trade them. Boom. Head up. Trade Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving, head up. That's it. Move on. Ben Simmons is apparently back at practice with Philly, but we all know he doesn't want to be there. They need to trade his ass. Watch out. Watch out for a deal with the Pacers. Carice LeVert, Brogdon, who just got an extension, okay? Maybe, who knows? I I don't know. It's the Real Housewives of the NBA Eastern Conference. But it is still wide open. Let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks, a.k.a. the NBA defending champions. They have their own big three of Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. 
That big three won the championship. They stepped up when they needed it most. Was it pretty? Not always. Was it scary? Yes. But they won. They fucking won. They did it. They fucking won the NBA championship. Bobby Portis re-signed. P.J. Tucker unfortunately went to Miami. The big man in the middle, Brooke Lopez, is still there. DiVincenzo will be back eventually. And they made some nice pickups. Rodney Hoods, Samai from the Celtics, and Grayson Allen. The team is tough. They're big, they're tall, and they're champions. They did it. They fucking did it, so they went through it. Giannis is looking great in preseason. He's looking comfortable. He's looking relaxed. He's shooting more. He's shooting more from mid-range. And and he's just going to continue getting better. See, a lot of players, they reach a ceiling. Giannis Antetokounmpo, a.k.a. the Greek freak, a.k.a. the MVP of the NBA Finals last year, who shut that shit down in the last game, played his best basketball in the second half of that championship game. He still has room to improve. And I think with his mindset and his humbleness, he's going to improve. He looks like he's improved thus far. And we will see because this week it's going down. Week one of the, I mean, this is the greatest fucking time of the year. We got the NFL. We got Aaron Rodgers cooking. He cut that fucking man bun. He told the guard, I still own you. I still own you. That's rude. But I like it. So you got college football. You got baseball. College basketball starting. NHL. And it, just, just to let you know, if you want to win, okay, with a group of other winners, go to The Captain Picks. Okay, follow us on Instagram. The Captain Picks. A community of champions. A community of winners. But back to the Eastern Conference, Brooklyn is a major issue. They got Harden, and they got the big spitter. They could win the championship with Harden and the big spitter. They picked up Patty Mills, Paulie Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, who was going to retire because of some heart thing, and then they found out it wasn't correct. Listen, this is why if you could misdiagnose a guy with some heart ailments, you could definitely misdiagnose a COVID test. Trust me. They also got Blake Griffin. I mean, this team would have been unstoppable in 2013, but it ain't 2013. They're still ridiculous. In my opinion, they are still... They're a major fucking problem. And I'm glad they decided, Kyrie, you ain't just playing uh, away games, Duke. You're either playing, you're taking the jab, you're taking the fucking shot, or you ain't playing. I'm glad they decided that. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way, damn it, shit. The Sixers, we don't know what to expect with them, okay? They're still getting jiggy with Joel Embiid. They added Andre Drummond, who I love. But the rest of the same cast of characters from last year, Tobias Harris, who I like, Danny Green, Seth Curry, Thibel, Maxie. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they'll, they'll hang around, but unless they trade Ben Simmons, this team ain't winning a championship, period. And if they did trade... Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. Then you got to deal with the fact that you have Kyrie Irving on your team. Do you really want this fucking freak show on your team? There's no I in team, but there is an I in vaccination. There is no I in team, but there is an I in 
COVID. And I believe there is an eye in pandemic. Yeah, there is an eye in pandemic. You can't overlook the Hawks, who also got younger, got better. They're coming in with a lot of confidence. We told you last year they were the dark horse. I told you that shit last year early in the season. They disrespected Trey Young and boom. I guarantee you he got his hair fixed up even more. He not playing games with you motherfuckers. Trey Young ain't playing games with you motherfuckers. I guarantee you he put 50 grand into some more hair in the offseason, as he should. Fucks with Trey Young. They got their core. They added some rookie talent. Atlanta will be a problem. Now I want to talk about some teams that are on the rise and have a shot at doing some damage. The Miami Heat, still a problem. We're going to see, Jimmy Butler, what you're really about. We're going to see what you really are about this year. But they added Kyle Lowry, who's from Philadelphia. They got P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris. They got Victor Oladipo, who's back. Hopefully he could stay healthy. I love Victor Oladipo. That injury was fucked up two seasons ago. They got the Olympic golden boy, Bam Adamayo. <laughs> Bam Adamayo. Of course, Jimmy Butler. And Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, you acting like you're that dude. He said he should be mentioned in the same breath, the same category with Luca, uh, Trey Young, and the rest of those. My man, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would anybody mention you in the same category with Luca, Trey Young? He, he mentioned a couple other players. I'm like, no one's going to mention you that. Your girlfriend ain't going to mention you in the same. Your father, your mother ain't going to mention you in the same breath. With those guys. I know people are like, oh, well, you're supposed to have confidence in yourself. Yeah, you're supposed to have confidence, but some shit you just keep to yourself. Prove it. Prove it. But if they're healthy, they're going to be strong. The Bulls have improved. Zach Levine, uh, he's going to continue to get better. DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, a.k.a. the deep dish pizza delivery boy. You're always going to be a pizza delivery boy, Alex Caruso. I like you, I respect you, but you're always going to be a deep dish pizza delivery boy. You fuck you. And they got Lonzo Ball, who I hope has his breakout season. I really I really hope uh, Lonzo Ball uh, does good uh, in Chicago, finds peace, and lives up to his expectations. Not what everybody, not what his father predicted, said he was going to be, what he wants and what he plans on being. I love that kid Kobe White off the bench. Patrick Williams is a young Kawhi in the making. The Bulls are going to be an issue, and I am here for it. Remember, Patrick Williams is a young Kawhi. I said it. What? And lastly, I have to mention my Knicks because they they got better. Yes, they got bumped out of the first round. Yes, what was it, five games? That's good, though. They played with integrity. They had a good regular season. They shot the bed in the playoffs. They don't have any big mouths. They don't have any whack jobs. They believe in each other. They believe in the team. They're excited to play for the New York Knicks, as they should. The world's greatest city in the world. No disrespect to Philadelphia, Miami, Chicago, L.A. The world's most famous arena. The world's greatest city in the world. They got Kemba Walker, who I hope stays healthy. Mitchell Robinson is back. Julius Randle's going to continue to kick ass. I just, I love to see it. I love to see 
the New York Knicks on their way to bring some integrity. Just bring some fucking integrity. We ain't winning a chip. We, we know we're not winning a chip, but we're going to be better than we were last year. I'm excited that Kemba Walker, who was breaking ankles in high school and in college in Madison Square Garden, will be back playing where I know he loves to play right here in New York. He's from the BX. Shout out to the BX. Shout out to KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane for just destroying, destroying the verses the other night with those two guys. Yo, just to segue for a minute, yo, those guys are so influential, so monumental. They were so fucking good. They influenced and changed and created so many different rhyme styles, rhyme patterns, flows. And if you if you watch the verses and you listen to KRS and Big Daddy Kane, they were talking so much positive shit. Yeah, later on, Kane started talking about his sex stuff, uh, you know, and his chicks and all that stuff because he became a ladies' man and all that stuff. But yo, the messages, the thoughtfulness, the nuance, the pro-black. The education, so much of the shit that people are talking about now, you know, the cop stuff. KRS was kicking that vegetarian shit in 85 on wax. He was like 17 years old, 18 years old. Big Daddy Kane, when he first came out, was 19 years fucking old. So he must have wrote the shit when he was 17, 18. These guys are fucking legends. They're pillars of hip-hop, and they represented themselves, represented hip-hop to the fullest the other night. And I was so proud that I grew up watching that shit, listening to that shit while it was being put out. And I'm so glad that that's my reference point. That's my bar when I think about hip-hop, when I think about great music. Those guys are part of my bar. My big three will always be Eric B. and Rakim. Rakim... Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One. Those are my first three MCs that are, are on any list. Then you could put Nas, you could put Biggie, you could put Jay-Z, you could put Ghost, you could put Eminem. But the, those three dudes, they set the template. There's no dudes now inventing rhyme styles, patterns and all that shit. The only one you could probably say who's doing that is, is Black Thought. And he will be the first to tell you he got all his shit, all his inspiration from amongst others, those three dudes. Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One, so much respect, so much love, and they represented to the fullest, pure, pure blood, true blue, hardcore, nuanced, diversity, diverse hip-hop with that versus the other night. Anyway, back to the NBA. I'm going to say it now. I'm making my pick right now. I'm running it back with the Bucks coming out of the East. Yes, I said it. No, I'm not a Brooklyn Nets hater. Well, <clears throat> who are we kidding? I can't stand that big, lanky, spitting-ass motherfucker looking like one of them kids on one of them Sally Struthers commercials who hasn't been fed properly in a while. Eat some food, Duke. You look fucking you look hungry out here. When you're in Philly, get yourself two Ishka Bibbles. Shit it out real nice and real proper. But the NBA starts this week. The NBA is fantastic. I got the Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns going back 
back-to-back in the NBA Finals. I'm saying it right now, October 19th, 2021. That is my prediction. The NBA is and always will be fantastic. It starts tonight with the Nets at the Bucks. I got the Bucks at the opener. Then it's the Warriors versus the Lakers. I've got the Warriors. What? I got the Warriors. What? It's time to tip off and play some motherfucking basketball. I'm out. I came. I saw. I disrupted. Also, if you're watching TV Thursday this week, I'll be on the Wendy Williams show. And I'll be in Orlando Friday, the 22nd, 23rd. And then in two weeks, I'll be in San Francisco. I want everybody to stay safe, stay sane. Miles Jordan. We end it the way we started. We start it the way we ended. Take me out of here with something real nice, yes. Take me out of here with something real proper, okay. But most importantly, take me out of here with something really loud and really funky. This, this is the I Am Rap Report Stereo Pods. You know what the fuck it is.